0: All right, welcome back to another episode of the AWPT podcast. I have a very special guest again on the podcast. Patty is an amazing woman. She has been f- like a part of AWPT pretty much from the start, before actually AWPT even existed. You came to me and you messaged me as a client and you had just had the girls, was it? Yeah. You just had the girls. I think you're about four months postpartum with twins. And Patty came to me for some coaching to get back into exercise postpartum. She's also a coach. She has twins as a mother and she has a... Amazing passion for coaching and training women who are going through pregnancy and also postpartum as well. Um, I'm so excited to have Patty on the podcast here in Sydney together. Um, you know, it's just been amazing. Like, I think it was coaching, then it was AWPT, then it was the mentorship, and now it's just done it this, all. This friendship <laughs> that every time I'm back in Sydney, it's like, let's catch up. <laughs>
1: So welcome. Thank you for having me. I think we've been trying to plan this for a long time.
0: Yes, we have. <laughs> I think probably since you were in the mentorship. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm funny because like I just way prefer doing these in person and because I've been traveling a lot and moving around, it's just just hasn't worked. But we're here now. Yay. Yay. <laughs> can't wait. So I wanted to just chat about like, your journey, your fitness journey, I think it's a really great place to start to get a bit more of an idea of like who you are, where you come from absolutely fascinates me and then your experience with, because I don't think I've had many mums on the podcast either, just your experience through you know training when you're pregnant especially with twins and then how that has kind of developed into more like this passion for training women who have gone through what you've gone through as well?
1: <laughs> well, where do
0: I start? From um, the beginning. <laughs> from the beginning. Obviously, Patty, as you can tell from her accent, is not from Australia. <laughs> That's She's from right. Chile. I've
1: been here for 13 years now, maybe 14. I'm not even sure. I lost counting. Um, so I started back in Chile. I did a bachelor PE moved to Australia, couldn't actually work in that because you know I have to do the whole degree again. I was like, yeah, I don't have time or the money to do this. So I moved into personal training and I fell in love with it. 90% of my clients were also women, like few men's here and there, but mainly also just been good females only. And I trained a lot of pregnant women back then to start didn't have any qualifications to do that, but I thought I've done the course, it's okay. Lucky for me, I started researching, I did a couple of extra courses, and at uh, the company that I was working at, they also facilitate that for us, so that was amazing. And then, um, yeah, I stopped doing that, I started doing online, fall pregnant, <laughs> yeah. have the twins, yeah. and here I am, trying to just to help more women, Mainly from the pre needle, just because all before are worse helping them. I guess you really don't know what they go through until you do it yourself. Yeah, and 100%. No, I don't mean like if you're not pregnant, you can't help any other. But yeah. just experience, I don't know, totally. the, even the feeling, just like yeah. when someone told me I'm nauseous, I'm like, I, I get it. Yeah. I know how you feel. I'm exhausted or... I can't do this anymore. I'm like, yeah, I've been there. Mm. I I can relate to you.
0: Yeah. I 100% agree. Like, I have no idea what the experience is like. Like, no matter how much study and education, like, I do, like, I don't have that personal experience. And the thing I love the most, I say this about a lot of things, but, like, (laughs) what I really love about AWPT is, like, and you would have seen it, like going through the workshops and going through those, those lessons where we did talk about uh, training during pregnancy and postpartum. First of all, like when I was doing my study through my physio degree, I had no idea like that. The, like I was like, whoa, more people need to know about this, first of all. And then during the course is actually just having women share their experience and you know, if ever I come across like a mother, like in the course or anything like that, a lady who's pregnant, I'm asking all the questions. <laughs> I'm like, tell me, because everyone's experience is different. And I totally agree, like with other life experiences as well, is like you actually have to have that yeah, that personal experience to really know what totally. it's like.
1: I feel like actually the postpartum period that I went through, that was the key that I was like, oh my God, this is what I actually want to do. This is it. This is my niche. I love it. I feel like mine was so obviously different to other ones. I had through COVID as well. So it was a little bit, you know, um, not easy. No. (laughs) You know, I had postpartum depression, et cetera, et cetera. But then I was like, this is what they need. Like there's so much more for prenatal out there and everywhere really. But once you have the babies, that's it. Like you almost are left alone. Yeah. And I, I felt that and I was like, this is not okay. I know better and I want to help women through this. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's that's an experience I've had as well. Like with women coming to me is like, you know, I asked you the question. I think I was like, did you have like an internal examination, you know, afterwards, like, did they refer you onto a physio? Like how much rehab have you done? Like asking all these questions. And I remember you telling me that. And I, I remember you even like preaching this because you've helped me educate at some of the in-person seminars that we do was that these things aren't being done and you are feeling alone and you are left alone. And man, you've just gone through such a wild ride, <laughs> like over the last 10 months. And then it's like, it's almost like, okay, you've had the baby it's all done, but like, it's actually just starting.
1: Exactly. Especially for C-section women or everyone who had a lid of complications yep. or they go through prolapse later. Yeah. Uh, unless you know better, you are just left on, on devices mm. and that's just so wrong. Mm.
0: And even like, I can back that up in, in the research for post-C-section, there is literally no studies and no evidence. And I've said this. I've said this only to a few people, but like that's the area that I want to go back and research. Like I want to go back to uni and research in that area and contribute to.
1: Sign me up. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because you know, even in through AWPT, I'm like, hey guys, like this is a thing, but we have no research on it. So it's it's common sense right now, but we don't know.
1: There's not much been done.
0: And and as well, like everyone's experience is different too. Totally. Yeah. So uh, just going back for a second, I want to backtrack. What is the fitness industry like in Chile?
1: Nowadays, better. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say there is a level where Australia or obviously the US, but I have a really dear friend in Chile and he just had this amazing facility and the coaches are so well informed and trained and mm-hmm. they deliver amazingly. And I was very surprised. So every time I go back to Chile, I'm like, I'm going to go and see you and your team because they're amazing. I'm not quite sure in like a broad how they managing things. I don't think the levels in there, the education is in there. Or even the just interest Mm. to know more, to do things better. Mm. Unfortunately, you're going to see random things everywhere. No matter where you are, yeah. But I, I think the level it's getting better, comparing yeah. to what it was a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's so interesting because I remember you telling me that. I remember you saying like I'm training at this gym, like all the coaches are amazing. They're incredible, you know, friend. Yeah. yeah, and then you were allowed to train there for a little bit by yeah. yourself. They trusted you. <laughs> <laughs> so if you ever been in training Chile. for a while, you can she go knows. and
1: see my friend. Yeah. DM me.
0: Yeah, and it's so amazing as well because it's also like. Based on the culture, like what's the culture like? I've ne- I mean, I've never been to Chile. I've never been to South America. So
1: again, it has changed a lot. Mm-hmm. When I was living there 13 years ago, it wasn't a thing of like, I don't know, 6am in the morning, you get out of the house and there's people running or doing exercises in the park. Yeah. It wasn't that. Yeah. Um, there was people going to the gym, but now, now there is people out there. Yeah. So every time I go back it's like a new thing coming out. I'm like, this is great. People's yeah. getting motivated. They're out there, they're doing their research, they're learning. Yeah. And the whole sort of level is going up and that's awesome to watch.
0: Yeah. Do you think do you think it's becoming more westernized? Like Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I you, we're, we're so close to kind of the
1: is. US anyway, so
0: Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, because like there are certain cultures where like that's just kind of the norm. Like Australia, I think, is even though we <laughs> we are quite obese, I feel and maybe that's just the parts that I've kind of seen and maybe because I'm in this industry, it's like people do like to go out and like, you know, we have this beach culture where like they go for a walk along the beach and it is quite healthy. But then I guess there is the other side that you don't really <laughs> see not being in the <laughs> fitness industry. Maybe that's just my perception. Yeah yeah oh cool and so I guess like going back to you know you've had the girls
1: I had the girls
0: yep what was your experience like going through pregnancy like I wasn't there obviously for like the pregnancy bit like did you train you knew how to train you'd done your certificates then and was there anything that you really had to look out for um
1: so to start, I was very lucky in my pregnancy. I had almost no pain, zero complications. The only sort of pain I had, it was like a rib cage pain that just because I had to make room for the girls to grow. Yep. Uh, but a part of that amazing pregnancy. So I was able to train all the way through. Yeah. I remember not knowing I was pregnant and I had to go do a heavy squat that day and I was in New York. I went to buy my coffee, drunk the coffee going, oh my God, this is the worst coffee I ever had in my life. Yeah. Like it's just burned.
0: Yeah, but little, like little I American know I was pregnant.
1: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even smell coffee since then. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I just trained my entire pregnancy. More than watching things to like watch out for anything and you know, just because I didn't have complications, I just had to modify the exercises. Mm. That was pretty much it. I did hire a coach uh, and I think it was a smart idea. Even even when you're a coach, mm. in any stage where you might be probably not mentally ready, emotional, et cetera, I think having a coach next to you would really help you to get through the sessions, um, to get through the emotions. Yeah. And just to make sure that you form it's okay. Like, especially when you are through the first, second trimester, you might be a little bit more careful. Yep. Watch a few other things. Yeah.
0: Especially because, like, number one, it was your first pregnancy. And number two, you were having twins. That's right. As well. And Patty, like, <laughs> let me just say, Patty is not a large woman. Like, she's quite small. and <laughs> She had twins, hence, like, the C-section. But that was just such an amazing point that you made because, yes, like, we are coaches and, and PTs and we know all the things or we think we know all the things. But coaching isn't just about telling someone what to do. And it's not just about like, you know, giving them a program or watching them do the exercise. It's actually that person is there for you because our mind, like, and and with all the hormones and things that's happening (laughs) during pregnancy as well, like, we get in our heads. And that's why, like, in every aspect of, like, coaching, whether it is, like, training or your nutrition or your um or even in your business as well it's like yes you can know the things but having someone else there to like help you with like the mind chatter and things that are going on in your head and like actually implementing it for example is is priceless really because like you can be given a program but like are you going to do it or like Knowing and having someone there to watch you and make sure that you're safe because you might be like, yes, like I know what I'm doing, but having that, that person to help you feel safe in that. And then again, like we could get into nutrition of like, you can give someone a meal plan, but then are they going to actually (laughs) do it? It's like, yeah, you can really apply that to every aspect, like even of your life as well. Like everyone knows, you know, how to create a relationship for example, but also like, you know, it's really friggin' hard navigating relationships sometimes. Like Absolutely. People are different. So it's like you go and see a relationship coach or you go and see a mindset coach or you go and see, you know, whichever part of your life that you – and you don't even have to be struggling, I don't think, in an area or like lacking no, to I, see a coach. I feel like coach. it just
1: – just through – so two points that I will say why you need a coach when you're pregnant – Going through the motions, 100%. You need someone to go and be there for you. Mm. And secondly, if, if this is more important if you're actually a PT already and you're pregnant and you have to train yourself, you need to let that ego out of the door. Mm. If you used to squat 60 kilos just for your warm-up, so important. lady, this is not the time to go and do your top set. Like, mm. take the ego out. Do a box squat. is so much safer for you and you need that coach to remind you, to tell you, hey, remember what we don't do this anymore because we're watching your pelvic floor or because you're not ready to do this. Your body's not ready. It's not the time.
0: A hundred percent. That is such a good point. Like I think that's what I was like trying to get at, but I didn't say it (laughs) in a way that was like as good as that is like, yeah, like you may think you know, but then you just need that someone to tell you almost – like I find in a lot of a lot of the spaces that I'm in as well, like I, I watch other people just navigate their own kind of answers. Like they already know the answer inside, but you just need that person to kind of like guide you and tell you and and show you sort of thing. And it's it's not about like more information because you know, but it's like that reminder. Yeah, you know They're what I re- mean. Just a
1: reminder. <laughs> and sometimes
0: we can be like our own worst. Like client, you know what I mean. We are. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the nurses. The nurses make the worst patients. Or like, you know, even as a physio kind of thing, like seeing lots of people with their injuries, and it's like, oh, like you shouldn't be doing whatever you're doing, kind of thing. And then it's like when you get injured, it's like, oh, I know I should be doing like, but I'm not doing my mobility (laughs) or my stability (laughs) kind of stuff. And yeah, it is. It you know. It's cool to have someone there to like reflect that back to you and be like, hey, are you doing the thing that you say you should be doing (laughs) even? Yeah, that's such an important point, I think, especially like, you know, during pregnancy and if you're not 100% sure of, you know, because we are coaches, like we do know these things, but, you know, some people aren't either. Yep. And even people who haven't, being active, physically active before they get pregnant can actually benefit from being pregnant, not from training during pregnancy. And oh, being yeah. Studies are there. Yeah.
1: That's something w- that we do have a lot of research is more prenatal. Mm. And they're showing that. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. So even because it was like a myth, right? Like, however long ago. 30 years ago or something it was like only women who have been physically active should exercise during pregnancy those who haven't should not and now the evidence is that well, actually women who haven't been physically active will benefit from it. benefit from it as long as there's no contraindications so I think you know it's definitely a huge market and I think there are so many people out there who probably wouldn't even know that. Like I know women who have been told by doctors like don't exercise during pregnancy.
1: I actually came up with that recently from my client saying, oh, I'm really sorry. I have to stop training. My doctor has told me I can't lift Mm. weights anymore. And I'm like, Mm. "Uh, do you have any contraindications? Mm. Is there anything specifically why you cannot do weightlifting anymore?
0: Mm.
1: And unfortunately, she did not have an answer for that.
0: Yeah, It's just
1: that, old-fashioned doctor who has not done the research or like completely old school
0: yeah it it needs to be updated because it was like a long time ago like I think it was like in the 80s or something that that was actually the research yeah and that's when they were doing their study and their training but it just hasn't been updated since then so thank you for (laughs) spreading the word (laughs) that's my job yeah perfect okay so lucky <laughs> during pregnancy like I actually it's really refreshing to hear a story and I think I've said this to you before it's like really refreshing to hear a story of someone who actually enjoyed their pregnancy loved it because a lot of the time <laughs> and you're like you're still like nah no more <laughs> but to and done like perfect um because you, you do hear a lot of stories where it, like it is a struggle As well. So it is really nice to know that, you know, some women are enjoying their pregnancies and it's really a a good experience. Yeah,
1: I have the best experience. I loved it. I just really enjoy seeing my body changing, uh, my mood changing, like everything. And every time I looked at myself in the mirror, I was like, wow, I really look great pregnant.
0: (laughs) That's such a great mindset to have. And that's like, I think quite rare as well, like of a mindset to have. It is rare. And that's probably like, that's probably way you thrive right like loved it you you can work with women and you can you know help them with that mindset because there are a lot of women who are experiencing like prenatal depression and things like that yeah yeah. as well um amazing and then did you train all the way up
1: yes i trained until 36 weeks yeah and I had the girls 37 weeks and five days. Yeah. I stopped. I remember because my OB asked me to please don't move anymore because we didn't want the girls to come any earlier. Yeah, I was like, okay, you, well, yeah, fair enough.
0: You were booked in for a C-section. Yeah, I was
1: already booked in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, Perfect. And then postpartum, what was that like? Like the four months before I met you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the fourth trimester. Um, I think my first four weeks – I mean, to start, I had a C-section and I hated my recovery. It was just painful. I hated all the drugs of the game. I felt so sick. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, it was like, it wasn't an election. I had to have a Mm -hmm. C-section. And it's definitely not the easy way out. That's for sure. So, people, please stop saying that. Mm,
0: mm, (laughs) Um, That's huge. We can talk about that in a sec.
1: So, my rehab was actually very simple easy once I was able to walk and had no pain because I've done all the research I knew I had to mobilize my sky I started doing my breathing connecting with pelvic floor and the thing that it was very key is that I did not rush to go back to the gym mm. I did a lot of rehab at home I incorporated a lot of pilates to, through it so it was probably about three to four months mm. when I was like okay, I think my body's connecting better. My core is definitely working. My gut has just really changed. It started getting smaller. Went to do another um, sort of checkup with my physio. And I said this to a lot of women, just don't go there when you have a pain. Just go there before. Go and mm. do the checkup, like mm. prevention. 100%. So went to do that. And yeah, once my you know, physio said you're ready to go, Linear alveus working really well. gut has closed. Your pelvic floor is working perfect. And I'm like, great. Time to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And I think that was very important just to take the time. Right now, people just rush the whole process, go back to the too early, down the track they have a prolapse mm-hmm. or they just have incontinence or like spine, you know, pain, etc., etc. And it's like, well, how long do you actually wait?
0: Mm. So many important points there, like... First of all, exactly what you just said was there is, like, this rush to, like, quote, unquote, bounce back. Mm-hmm. And your body has just undergone 10 months of changes, physiological and physical. And that's going to take a toll, like, both physically and mentally as well. Oh, huge. And, yeah. And and rushing back is, like, <laughs> there's no rush. Like, your body is going to change regardless your body is is still like coming back down to to like not necessarily the way it was before but it's still coming and you know coming and even you you're, like getting used to like how your body has changed and how it's shifted oh so it before. connected
1: everything felt so different i was like
0: yeah i've heard this.
1: How, how do i do this again like how do i connect it without I don't know, just shifting my entire pelvis or rotating. I don't know. It was just like the whole new body that I have to figure it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that takes time. And like it, especially as well with like, you know, the changes in hormones and all that as well, that's going on mentally as well as physically. And then on top (laughs) of that, having two, to look after. all humans. <laughs> I remember we were doing our check-ins and like, you know, it was like I have to feed the girls and it's like <laughs> one and then it's like the other and it was like the nanny's helping. And oh it was God. Just <laughs> we did like, well, we did well. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean you did so well because you'd, you'd already created a really solid base like over those four months and you know, I think that's something as well you know, we were talking about the information and and um the everything out there is like you're just left to your own devices and there is like not that follow-up and not that like well you can actually be doing something before you do go back to the gym and then when you go back to the gym it's not like just straight back into it oh no like there are things that you can be doing in the interim like even in those first six weeks before you do have say a checkup and the 6 weeks might not be 6 weeks it might be 8 it might be 12
1: absolutely the reality is as soon as you are as soon as you give birth you can start doing some breathing exercises right away mm-hmm. whether you're ready mentally or not that's another story but yeah. you can start doing that right away and i feel like we should probably change the mentality of like so postpartum period is not just a 6 weeks checkup mm-hmm. it's it could be up to 12 months yeah and that's it like your mm-hmm. body went through such a massive change do not expect to be ready in six weeks. Mm. And especially if you had a C-section, like, that would take longer. The whole scar needs to be healing. Yeah, And even though outside might be like it's healed, but they still cut seven layers. So yeah. inside, they're still healing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that was going to take me to my next point is like the difference between having a vaginal birth and having a C-section. Like I think, you know, some people might think that having a C-section is like not necessarily the same as having a vaginal birth and it's like but they both have you know they both have their pros and they both have their cons yeah and you know it it actually does take a little bit longer to heal from a c-section because you have cut through seven layers you you know there's like there's the skin and there's the muscles and there's the um the connective tissue the uterus like (laughs) the nerves like everything that you're going into actually you know, be able to get that baby out and, and exactly what you said, that scar healing, it's not just about the surface and the superficial layer. You actually have to heal those seven layers all the way down to the layer of like literally your internal organs. And that, that takes time. That's not, it's probably not six weeks. That's probably more like 12 weeks just for that to heal. And then the loading part, you know, you were saying is like not jumping straight back into it because it might not be right now, but further down the track, it might be a prolapse or it might be a hernia. Like I've seen one of the women who actually did AWPT was 14 years. Her her child was 14 and she was having a hernia because her dram, her ab separation didn't come back together properly. So her 14 internal organs years. yeah, were popping out. And, you know, I see it like women who are, you know, in their 50s and things like that, like with prolapse because, you know, the pelvic floor and is not doing its job to hold up because maybe that hadn't been rehabbed all those years beforehand as well. And they've just gone back into lifting heavy.
1: Wow. I actually had a pelvic examination three days ago. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, but why? <laughs> because I'm proactive. Yeah. I, I, I'm all about just go and check it out. Mm-hmm. So I went to did examination. Everything's fine. Even she was able, the doctor there, she was able to see the scar inside and how it's been healed. And I was able to get her cleared. You're wow. all good. Everything looks amazing inside. And I was having a chat to this lady and she said to me, I had a C-section and I remember the first time I came to the clinic and work here and I saw this lady and I could see her whole uterus coming out.
0: Mm.
1: And that day she said, I'm going to have a C-section. Now, my point is... Don't choose the C-section because you're afraid to have a prolapse. Yeah. Instead, just be proactive. Do the exercise before. Go and see a specialist. Mm. Do the rehab as- afterwards. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, you know, like some people, I, I don't want to use the term, but some people do bounce back really well from having vaginal births as well. Absolutely. Like it, it's, you know, some people It's it's almost like you've never had a child. Like <laughs> again, afterwards, like, and it is, it is, I, in my experience, and this is only because I work with a lot of women who are coaches and already into fitness and things like that, is they have a really, they have been proactive and they've, they've done their exercises before they've even gotten pregnant and throughout their training, you know, you're working your pelvic floor, even in your lifts and your things like that. And they do have a really good solid base before they go into pregnancy. In saying that though, <laughs> you don't want it to be tight. Like you don't want it to be too tight, especially if you're going to have a vaginal birth because you don't want tearing. You know, with a vaginal birth, the pelvic floor actually needs to relax. And I think that's one thing that maybe we miss when we're like, oh, you got to do your pelvic floor contractions. You got to do your Kegels. Is like, remember that you've got to train through the full range of motion. You've got to relax that pelvic floor as well because it's got to relax to open up Huge when point. the time comes
1: yeah many women just very focused on i need to strengthen my pelvic floor Mm. i'm like do you even know if it needs that Mm. maybe it doesn't need it maybe you actually need to relax it
0: yeah yeah and i just love that you're so proactive about it and that goes for like all areas like of your life as well because like being proactive in one area just you know it's going to go into other areas of your life and we could talk about like People who go and get blood work done, like regular blood work to, like, you know, check what's happening with their. I don't know, did did that ever, did you ever have, like, I think you do need to have blood work done in the third trimester, right, to check for gestational diabetes? That's right. And then do they ever do a follow up afterwards, like how your hormones are? No.
1: Yeah. I did my own research, went to a path. went to a doctor. My last blood test was last week. Amazing. (laughs) Talking about this. Look at you. You just had a whole health week last week. Yeah. I just, I feel like that's the the way to go these days. You just need to be proactive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then like with, with the blood work, like, so there wasn't anything done post pregnancy, but do you mind if I asked you, did you breastfeed or how long did you breastfeed? Yeah. yeah.
1: I was breastfeeding for 14 months. Yep. And I stop after that because they go, we're just getting too big. And I was like, yeah, this is just like a show now. Like my back it's hurting because they were just huge and they were like, you know, moving around. And I was like, I think it's time you need to, feed to-
0: too. yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, it's
1: time to stop these girls. You can eat now. You yeah. do not have a problem to eat. You eat everything and a lot. So yeah. off you go.
0: Yeah. And I, I think as well, like one thing that, you know, with the hormones, we know, did you, did you, start to get your period back after you stopped breastfeeding or did you get it before?
1: I actually did not get it. I was so concerned that I'll be pregnant again yeah. so I soon as I was able to go to a doctor I got the Mirena. Right. And I was okay. like this is it. I yeah. am I am not risking it. <laughs> so yeah. I never really
0: experienced my period afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Because what can what can happen and I can't remember I definitely know there was I think it was another client that I had that had experienced pelvic girdle pain during pregnancy mm-hmm. and afterwards like it was fine to start training but then it was like a couple of months down the track and she, she was weaning off breastfeeding is when the estrogen starts to rise again and her pelvic girdle pain came back and so that's I think one thing like postpartum we need to look at too is like like just because pregnancy has happened and the kids are you know outside (laughs) it it doesn't mean that like everything stops or like that you know you're ready for for going back to what it was you know it it was fine for a certain period of time and then it came back once she started weaning off breastfeeding because of the changes in hormones exactly
1: my point when i said eight weeks or six weeks is not your postpartum period
0: yeah It can take up to a year to rehab. And I think like, I think that's really important for people to know and for coaches, especially to know is like, they may seem fine, Mm -hmm. but we have to be very careful. Like I am currently (laughs) I'm talking about like, this is I'm currently working with a bikini competitor who had her baby. I think it was maybe like 12 weeks ago now. And she's competing in like, just over a month and I'm like I will help you do this safely I don't recommend it right um but I'm not doing the nutrition side of things but it's like how can we get creative as coaches you know especially for those types of women who are very much driven and like that's their purpose and their passion is fitness and I think one thing and you tell me your experience as well is like tempo working with tempo Working through different ranges of motion, not loading, like working with tension rather than load through the muscles and rest and recovery.
1: I mean, goal there. Yeah. (laughs) That's all you need. And I'm wondering I mean, it's your client, you know probably better, but what is the motivation behind just having your baby twelve weeks and then trying to compete right away? Is it isn't it ego thing? Like, are you trying to go back to your old body very quick? Because
0: mm. I think it's just a way of life for oh. her. She's been like, she's older. She's an older mum, And I think with COVID and everything that happened, she wanted to compete one more time for the crown because she is like world champion. And um, she, I think she wanted to do it for her. And she wanted to, to prove to herself that she could do it in a safe way. She has a team. Like, she has, like, a very, like, advanced team around her to make sure that she is safe. Um, but it's not for everyone. And I don't recommend it. But I think having, like, that team and that safety is going to be a whole lot better. Because it's, like, I did have to get creative. I'm, like, I'm not going to put you at a risk. I'm not going to load you, like for this but I will help you with programming and you know I do I'm not in the state that she's in but I do the programming she's got someone else in person she's got an exercise physiologist with her in person that's great she's got a nutritionist she's got a whole like she's got a women's health physio in person that perfect and so it's very much like making sure that it's safe as well but Yes, it is That's very good to much. Hear. Yeah, <laughs> she's
1: very safe and being monitored by yeah. a lot of specialists.
0: And she also did have a very good starting point, right? Like she was fit and healthy and active before. Um, but it was it was very much it very much a time thing. And you know, I don't know whether like I mean, it is her decision. I don't know whether like I well, I definitely think she could have waited another year. But I don't know what if there was like maybe a time limit on the amount of time that she could continue to do this and yeah with all the timing of COVID and things like that missed out on that year going to the states and competing so right maybe it's just been something that's I want to do it all kind of thing but (laughs) yeah it is best of luck everyone has (laughs) yeah everyone has their own journey as well and I think I think again like that's also important is like you know every woman is going to have their own journey and it's just about meeting your client where you're at, where they're at.
1: Absolutely. Kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Amazing. And so is there anything else you wanted to share around that to everyone? Um, probably the key points
1: I already said that. Mm. <laughs> Mostly I feel like women, they need to learn to ask for help Ooh. in every aspect of the life. Mm-hmm. And post-pregnancy is a huge period where you actually need to be vocal about your necessities. Mm. And if it's that means you're going to tell your friend, hey, I'll pay you. Can you please come and pick me up? Mm. i pay you. Can you please help me do dinner? Mm. Or stuff that we're going to have you dinner know, take away the next month. Yeah. Like, who cares? Yeah. Just be vocal, especially if you are having a little bit more complicated rehab period and you need to rest. I'm all... I'm all just thinking about all the section, C section women because I just see it so often and everyone just think they can go off and do, you know, the laundry or start making dinner. Mm. I'm like, yeah, you know the gym, but you know, your organs are still putting pressure into the scar tissue that is trying to heal. Yeah. So you still need to rest. Yeah. So I think that would be an advice. Just
0: uh, ask for help. <laughs> that was huge. Because as well, like, like, how heavy is your baby? Like three kilos?
1: Well, I had probably about 5 kilos between both of the girls. Between both, yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. And so it's like the the well, actually there's no research but like the common sense is like don't pick up anything heavier than that. Obviously, you need to nurse your baby, but like a a basket of laundry can be heavier than a baby. Oh, especially yeah. with <laughs> twins and baby <laughs> clothes and baby vomit and like towels and all, whatever nappies. That you need that's to wash sorry. as well like ah uh, th- i think that's huge patty and it's it's also something that you know i've been speaking to a lot of people is like we don't have to do it on our own and we shouldn't have to do it on our own and like literally i think i don't know whether it's conditioning or society or what but i think it is like we can do it like there is this mentality of like i can do everything i can do it all on my own but you don't have to like, sure, yeah, you to. could, but, like, what what's that serving? You know what I mean? And also people want to help. There are people out there who want to help. And it's just about asking for that help as well, which it can be tricky. Yeah. But definitely, like, in, wherever you are struggling, there are people who want to help you. And people who can help you and have the qualifications too and you know what you don't have to do it all by yourself and you don't have to be that person that's always helping as well like sometimes it's just really really nice to let someone help you yeah and
1: to take some load out of you
0: totally yeah, definitely i think that's that's huge that's golden awesome
1: thank you for having me thank you so
0: much for this I absolutely love and thank you for sharing as well like your experience as well because I just think it will just help so many people have an insight into or more of an insight if you haven't had kids into what it's like as well and being able to relate to your to your clients who are pregnant and who are mums especially if you haven't gone through that process so I really appreciate it pleasure yay (laughs)